Hello and welcome back to TCG 2.0 with Marley and today I have on one of my great friends we met a long time ago. Her name is Macy. Macy and I met in 2015 working for a hair radio. She and I were both in college grinding away in the Sacramento suburbs, giving away free stuff, meeting country singers, and just making the best memories. Macy has held some of the most cool jobs in marketing and has been in a relationship for like 10 years. She's really passionate about yoga. She's passionate about a lot of things, and she's here. You'll love her. Macy, welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. It's so nice to, I mean, meet you virtually, I guess. Yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yay. Macy and I used to talk, I think, like, a lot more. And then... We did. There was a time when we would go to brunch, you, me, and Natalie, about once a month. The best. Then life just gets a hold of you. Natalie is, like, literally just out gallivanting the world. I gotta get her on the pod. Freaking world traver. Traver. Traveler. (laughs) Traver. Yes, she is a world traver. Then the pandemic happened and we were like, we miss each other. We still have to like have our monthly hangs. And then life yeah. just gets ahead of you and you don't see each other and you don't make the time. And I'm glad we're making the time today. People move away. Yeah. I know. I'm so excited to talk to yes, you. Yes, me too. Let's let's get into our yays. I want to debrief my weekend for you a little bit because it was so much fun. Okay, let's hear it. You guys, last weekend... I was at the Jonas Brothers concert on Saturday. It was Amazing. so much fun. Amazing. It was so much fun. I got so sweaty. I got so drunk. I went with my cousin Sarah, our friend Taryn, and my other friend Jordan. And like literally it was – I was so drunk. It was so funny. I had three, three so tall fun. cans of twisted tea. I just like didn't think it was gonna hit me that hard until it did I mean I did see a picture of you lying on the ground that wasn't me oh that was my cousin Sarah oh I definitely thought that was you oh well we're different people we were wearing two different color shirts well Sarah was pretty tipsy too that yeah and she had her hair in space buttons Macy like oh well I must have really yeah I'm so sorry about that (laughs) Anyway, so we all four of us had the best time. It was so much fun. Oh my God, I met two listeners slash friends. It was so crazy. So I've been, if you guys don't recall or don't know about this, last year at the Jonas Brothers concert, I got pulled up on stage by Rexa. It was the best night of my life, 1000%. Like She literally was... Famous. I was famous in the Sacramento area for approximately 24 hours. Like, Yeah, so famous. It was the greatest night of my life. The girl in blue. The girl in blue. I got so many followers (laughs) after that. (laughs) And two of these girls were like, we started following you after last year's Jones Brothers concert. Are you coming to this one? And I was like, yeah. Like, I thought we were friends another way, but like, yeah. And then... They're like, oh, we can't get into your section. And I was like, okay, no big deal. Like, I'll, I'll meet you out there. And I meet them. And they're like, oh, my God, we're so excited to meet you. We listened to the pod. So, Haley, Brianne, hi. Oh, my God. That is so sweet. It was so cool. They um, were like, could we take a picture with you? And I was like, no. Can oh. I take a picture with you? Like, <laughs> oh, I was being I love that so, so much. much. So then after the Jonas Brothers concert, I went to... 
I went to um, my cousin's Kylie, my cousin Kylie's house. She takes me to the airport in the morning. I am just so hungover. And then I get to San Diego for my friend Brittany's wedding. You all know her because you heard from her about two weeks ago on the pod. And you all loved her. Like literally everybody was like, I listened to the podcast with Brittany and it was so amazing. And I was like, oh Aww. my God. That's so cute. Yeah. So I went to her wedding. It was so gorgeous. So amazing. Literally, like, I'm someone who's so judgmental about weddings. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. It's, like, not a nice thing. I shouldn't be judgmental about somebody's special day. (laughs) How (laughs) rude. (laughs) If if you're inviting me to your wedding, like, you know how I am. So, like, sorry. Not sorry. But literally, there was not one thing I would change about Britney's wedding except her DJ. And honestly, he was just (laughs) doing his job. I was just being annoying. Her wedding was gorgeous. Her table settings were amazing. The caterers were so good. It was so, so good. That's amazing. It was gorgeous. She looked beautiful. Her bridesmaids looked great. Marley looked great. I did. Oh, my God. I did. I looked so cute. She looked so good. If you guys need to, you should go look at her Instagram photo that she posted about it. Thanks. That's so nice of you. So good. (laughs) I have to post another picture from the weekend because I I wore another green outfit. Oh. Then I met up with my friend Angela, who like is a florist. And I also want to get her on the podcast because I I just like have a lot of really cool like entrepreneurial slash like, I don't know, just cool friends with like interesting stories. You really do, though. So I want to bring her on the pod. And we got breakfast. It was so, so good. I had like, it was like a chicken and biscuit, I don't know, gravy. It was real good. Yeah. (laughs) And then Kendra and I sat on the beach for two hours because we had two hours to kill before our flight. And we literally just like hung out. We didn't have a towel. We couldn't lay down. You know, (laughs) that's just how it is. And I flew home. Went to work today. That's so crazy. Like I know. You had such a busy weekend. Yeah, and it's just going to get busier because, well, I'm going to go into my favorite thing, which is, I know, off off course for everyone. But my favorite <laughs> thing is my bottle rock outfit. You guys will see it tomorrow, hopefully. And it's so cute. Me and my friend Brittany, like, coordinate our outfits. Like, I'm very excited about this. There's flames involved. I'm so excited to see it. Yeah. What's <laughs> your favorite thing, Macy? So my favorite thing right now, I would just say, is I've been so into listening to reggae lately. And, like, it's actually insane. No matter where I am, I'm, like, listening. My favorite band right now is Stick Figure. You probably, I don't know Ooh. if you've heard of them. No, I don't know them. I think it's I only know so Revolution. Good. Oh, my gosh. Love it. And, like, Soja. And, I mean, there's a lot. But Stick Figure is actually, like, my favorite favorite. So you got to listen. So that's my guilty pleasure recently. And then my yay is that I got a new job. So I live in Tucson, Arizona, and I moved here for my boyfriend's pediatric residency. So I got a new job finally, and I work as an assistant to three directors at a health company. And it's been really cool so far. It is really cool because, well, one, you've never worked in healthcare. I don't want to get too into it just yet because no. I want to I wanna save it. But, oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, okay. But my oive is my messy apartment. It's so just like I vacuumed 
like the front hall this morning and like the living room but I need to do my bedroom I need to like take my sheets off my bed like I'm just disgusting I need to clean <laughs> I'm I need to clean straight up but Marley's apartment is so freaking cute. Oh, it, literally, her bathroom is, like, all pink. It has, like, pink tile. But it's not tacky. It's so cute. And I girly. love it. Like, it's very 50s, but it's so cute. It's so cute. What about your oive? My oive, I guess, would just, since I just started my new job, there is this one specific lady <laughs> who <laughs> is just not very nice to me. And I'm just like, I'm the new girl. Why are you being rude? I don't understand, but you know, Maybe I'm because just you're the new the girl, and that's all I can do. <laughs> you should bring her coffee. Find out. Ugh, I mean, maybe we'll see. <laughs> I don't know if I feel like being that nice yet. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh my god! So before we get into like your new job and how you got it, all the things yeah. I want to talk about your old jobs because you've yeah. had some really cool ones. Ones I was jealous of. Oh my and gosh! Of course, the ones where we met. Oh my goodness. So obviously we met at iHeart and that was like, first of all, for anybody that doesn't know, like being a promo rep has its ups and downs, but it is seriously such a fun job if you're it's like, so fun. yeah, if you're just starting out, if you're like young and want to get into media, it's so fun. Marley and I went to literally so many concerts together. Like our best times are just going to Sonic and like getting what are they called? Sl- just slush, the sonic slushies. A slush? Yeah. Have to add nerds and yeah. really blast blasting music while we're like working. <laughs> <laughs> Literally so fun. Being terrified in 7-Eleven parking lots. Yeah, you know, like midnight, it's fine. So it's then, just what you do. <laughs> it's just what you gotta do. <laughs> but yeah, working for iHeart was so much fun. I can't even literally i can't even count how many concerts we got to go to no but basically the way being a promo rep works is like you go out or like you report to the station yeah you check you you get your checklist and you know an ipod like take everything out you gotta get get all your supplies you gotta get all your promo items so those Mm -hmm. are like t-shirts or magnets or whatever free shit that artists or brands send send you yeah send to the station like one of our partners was Haritos, and if you're not familiar, <laughs> it's like um, a Mexican soda brand. And at one point, we had like we had like a Haritos um, skateboard. I think somebody ended up taking it. We had Haritos skateboards. We had T-shirts. We had actual Haritos to give away. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. stickers, literally everything, Frisbees. everything you could think of. And so you'd get all that together. You'd go out, you'd get, make sure your, your vehicle has, like, a tent, a table, a tablecloth, like, all the things. And you'd go out to some random location. For example, you could go to, like, a fun festival in a neighborhood or, ooh, my favorite was the Fry Festival. That was so fun. Oh, my gosh. I know. You got to go to – we got to go to, like, so many cool things that you also just don't even know about. It's just cool. It was like, a very cool way to, like, learn Sacramento before I lived yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then a lot of concerts, like so many so concerts, many. so many concerts. What you do when you're on the job with your friends is you literally like you meet somebody and sometimes you've never even worked with them before, yeah. but you're stuck doing nothing with them <laughs> for hours, for, for, for hours and hours. So you just end up talking about random stuff. You talk about life. By the end of that shift, you are friends. Like you you're are friends. tight. You've gone through it all together. 
yeah, everyone we worked with, we were all friends. Especially when, like, me and Marley got placed on the same event, we'd be so oh happy because we just knew it was going to be a fun day. Like, you yeah. go to the station, get your stuff, go to an event, have fun with your friend, like, meet new people. It's just such a fun job. And a lot of the time, you could, like, go enjoy the event while, like, your partner's yeah. at the table. Like, it was really fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, for some of the con- country concerts we got to go to, like, some of us would go to meet and greets while the other ones yeah. were, like, working and tending the table. And it was just, like, so cool. We got a lot of good experiences. We would do um, rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. <laughs> to to decide who gets to go. and Because everybody wanted to, obviously. Every- everybody wanted to unless you were, like with natalie and natalie's like eh, i don't care about meeting she's the like i don't people. like country yeah and we're like me and marley are like okay let's go <laughs> we'll like go. we're so excited after we were just promo reps in the trenches in the trenches you got promoted i did so i kind of like just moved into a communications coordinator role which was like i gotta just work more in the office and do social media and like really work on the schedules we posted so I worked with Derek who worked a lot on like our online content I literally just like would post blogs and post social media content and just I don't know it was mainly social media and fun stuff like that but it really like like gave me a start to want to go that direction like I didn't think that like media was totally from I mean I did obviously everybody has fun at these events and like doing cool stuff Mm -hmm. but like there's a lot of behind the scenes work and I really found that like I loved doing media related just work when I was working with Derek in the office I interviewed for this job as Macy was leaving I did not get the job. Which is ridiculous to me, but that's another thing. I story. could understand why I didn't get it because the other girl, like, had more ex- – like, she had her master's or something. Yeah, but that's, like, okay. I didn't even have – I don't even have my ma- – like, Marley would have been amazing at the <laughs> job. and she really had the job. And she had been at iHeart for so much longer, so we were all just a little bit salty. We I know. Like, it was truly so disrespectful that they – So did annoying. Her. Yeah, no, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's all meant to be, I guess. <laughs> honestly yeah because I think if I had worked at iHeart like if I had if I had gotten that job like I don't know if I would have left and I probably would have gotten fired yeah no no (laughs) why would you get fired well not because I would be bad at my job because like I because they laid off everybody yeah they lay off everybody and I feel like they even at that time like or like we don't have the funds or whatever because they're like bankrupt or whatever it's a lot iHeart radio is like bankrupt all the time yeah, like, who knows? One day they are, one day they aren't. Like, what? who knows? It never makes sense. <laughs> but that social media role was so cool because at the time, like, obviously social media was a thing. It was, like, probably around, like, 2016 or so. Yeah. And the way we used social media was just, like, kind of different than we do now. Mm-hmm. And in the sense, like, we were still, yeah, like, on our phones, like, Snapchatting all the time. But, like... Obviously, we didn't understand the, like, the strategy of it. And one of the questions Derek asked me was, like, oh, like, if there was a crisis, like, how are your crisis management skills? And I was, like, honestly, I've never been through a crisis. (laughs) 
But I can be coached and I can learn literally anything you put in front of me. That's such a good answer. I think like one of the main things that like I forgot to note with that job was like we worked for several different radio stations, which were several different demographics. So like one second I would be posting for The River, which would be like... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Like your dad's rock music. Exactly. Like... You want to, like, market to your dad and all of his friends and everybody that goes to the Virgin Sturgeon and Swabies. Those are restaurants by the river in Sacramento. Exactly. That are, like, really grungy, but, like, old people love them. Yeah, people love them. And it's just – that's the vibe. And then we'd have V101, which was, like, old – like, kind of old school hip-hop, R&B. Throwback hip-hop and R&B. Throwbacks. Yeah. It was – so fun too because like I don't know we met some of the best people through that I mean like Ashley I love her she was love her she was the DJ on V V101 for a long time and she was just the sweetest girl but yeah so like I would go from posting for one content to like complete opposite like 180 and I think that's a lot of the fun of it because it makes you be creative and it makes you like it makes you like step outside of the box and be like okay if I wanted to listen to so-and-so, what would I want to hear? Or what would I want to do? Or what events would I want to see? So I feel like it really just made me think outside of the box, broaden my horizons with social media. And definitely teaches you how to, like, curate an audience. Yeah. And really learn what they like. Exactly. I'm... I do some social media at work, but not a lot of it. And I would love to do more and I'm trying to get us to do more. But that's part of our thing is like we don't really know who our audience is and we have multiple mm. audiences mm-hmm. just like iHeart. But it's a little different because they're on all different platforms and like mm-hmm. you think some don't care and it's crazy. But with working for all of those demographics, it teaches you how to be. And honestly, that is the the one thing I'll say like, I mean, I say a lot of positive things about my my time at iHeart, but I think the biggest lesson I learned is just always be adaptable and yeah. a problem solver. Yeah, because seriously. you run into so many problems in that job. Like, oh my god, my oh table my gosh. blew up, or it's oh insane. shit, my my table is broken. Like, what do we do? Or, yeah, or we have to zip tie the backdrop. Like random things. You run into so many things where you literally have to think on your feet so fast because if you don't, your boss is going to be mad at you and you're not doing your job. I remember I got so many pictures my first event and I just showed everyone up and I was like, shit, god damn it, I have to do this every time now. I was about to say, you set set the standard for yourself. Yeah, I did. I remember one of the first events I worked with Marley, I think it was at like a Papa Murphy's Pizza or something. Classic. And I didn't even, (laughs) I don't even know exactly what we were doing, but it just like we needed to be very vocal and I think we were trying to give away like a certain amount of something. And Marley was doing such a good job because she's just a very, you know, bubbly, vocal person. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to, like, do as much as Marley? And we were literally working together, but girl was killing it. So I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know. There was just so many times where we just were like, I don't know, working together and having to do random tasks. And I just wasn't afraid. I was just like, whatever. She totally Somebody, wasn't. Like, yells at me or like tells me no. I'm like, all right, yeah. whatever. It doesn't she matter. She totally was. Yeah. <laughs> I was more like, 
oh, sir, do you have a second of your time? Like, can I talk to you? And you cannot be like that. Like, when you start out, everybody is kind of, like, shy and doesn't want to talk. But you, like, you have two seconds to capture this person's attention. (laughs) Like, you need to be, like, in their face. And Marley was very good at that. It was, like, always one of my favorite things. Like, hey, do you want to win some free stuff? (laughs) Yeah. You want some free stuff? Can You want to play our game? (laughs) It's how you got to be. And then... You said earlier, like, you weren't sure about media for you. Yeah. What did you get your degree in? I mean, okay, so I wasn't sure about media, but I did get my degree in strategic communication. So it wasn't necessarily okay. media. Not a far But job. it was more like, yeah, I wanted to be, like, in the marketing, like, public relations world. Because in college, I was in PRSSA, which is Public Relations Student Society of America, which taught me so much about PR and, like that whole world and I thought like I totally loved it but then you know when you like get out and I got my first job and I like worked at iHeart I felt like it wasn't like totally applicable to my first job it's like it was almost like you felt too smart yeah it's like like, no your first job yeah exactly and then I got this iHeart job and I was like oh I just went to college and now I'm a promo rep like but it literally taught me more than I could have ever learned anywhere mm-hmm. else. Like, you learn so much when you're, like, out there. Like, out there with people, meeting people, going to events, going to so many different things. Like, I met my next boss through iHeart, which, like, you network so much mm-hmm. when you can work for – I mean, you can network with, like, basically any company but like when it's iheart and it's so like well known and well known in the community it has a lot of weight and you have to use it well yeah you do that's how i met my next boss like do you want me to talk about yeah i do i was gonna ask you tell me tell me what you do what you did yeah what i did (laughs) what i did so now my job now is totally different but like, after I worked at iHeartMedia, so I then started working for a company called Multipoint Content Strategies, and the guy who founded it was the market president of iHeartMedia before the woman Marley and I worked for. So he was in radio for, like, 35, 40 years and, like, w- knew it all. And then he started his own company. It was basically just, like, a mar- little marketing agency, boutique marketing agency, and he we did like TV and radio commercials for a lot of car dealerships in Sacramento. (laughs) So that's an interesting thing all in itself. That was fun. I feel like any new market you learn about is just so interesting. You're like, wow, I never thought about that before. (laughs) Literally, did I ever think that I would be like, oh, into scripting a freaking car commercial? No. But did I think, like, it was really cool, though, because then I could see, like, oh, this is what the traffic people at at iHeart actually did. Like, they took our, like, commercial and, you know, sent it to different radio stations or told iHeart when to play our commercial and when to stop airing it because it's not compliant anymore. So, I don't know. That gets a little confusing, but it was, like, really interesting to learn that side and I mean that that was just a whole other world we also did a ton of like podcasting and I'm trying to think of what else we did we did a show on KFBK actually at iHeart that we did it was called Brower and it was a heating and air company in Sacramento that's actually really big and doing very well but he had the Brower home power hour on iHeart every week 
Yeah, so we did that show. So yeah, we did a lot of different things. We had a few different kinds of clients and it was a fun time. And what was your day like at Multipoint? So a day in the life at Multipoint was literally I would get to work, pet Kitty the Great Dane. <laughs> she was my, that was always so funny. They had an office favorite. dog named yeah. Kitty. Yeah, and she's a giant black Great Dane, and she was the best thing ever, like made me love coming to work. Like she was my favorite coworker. I would come to work, you know, I honestly, a lot of things, a lot of what I did was traffic. So I would send our commercials, whether it be radio or TV, to Entercom, iHeart, Bonneville, go back and forth with all of our reps and make sure that like they were starting our commercial at the right time on the right day, having it extend for the right amount of time. So a lot of what I did was that because that's actually very important for compliance reasons and legal reasons because if a commercial runs too long, people can get in trouble and whatever. So a lot of what I did was that. I did a lot of compliance. Okay, so we worked for dealerships, but we're really working for Mazda or we're really working for Toyota. So you have to take their content and like make it market specific. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what we did was just like making... Our, the regular Mazda commercial, like, for the Sacramento viewers. So that, I mean, that runs into compliance issues. So a lot of what I did was, like, making sure everything was accepted and, like, right, which was a little tedious, but whatever, that's fine. <laughs> and then a lot, my favorite part of the job, honestly, was doing podcasts. Like, it was so much fun. My boss literally loves radio and loves podcasting and all things media so he built a studio inside our office which was so cool he literally took one of the biggest offices and turned it like completely soundproof has I think four mics like a full editing station like it's a full-on studio so then we started recording podcasts and radio shows out of our own office which was super fun maybe I should record there (laughs) Honestly, you should. Honestly, you could ask. Like, no, I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> That's true. Sorry. I mean, you're doing an amazing job on your own. So Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if you need it. But yeah, so we had people like come over and I don't know, we did a ton of different podcasts, like whatever, like a lot of a lot of different things. And one of the main things we did was this show called Financial Sobriety, which recently just won an award through some kind of podcast network. I don't know. But it's doing really good and it just doubled its viewers and it's like thriving. So I don't know. Out of all my jobs, like iHeart was so much fun, but Multipoint taught me the most. I literally learned so much because it was, I don't, I didn't even know this, but it was literally just me and my boss, Jeff. So it was just the two of us. And I was like his go-to person and we did everything, like everything was just the two of us. So like. Of course, I'm going to learn a ton when, you know, it's all on me. (laughs) All on the two of you. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, it was super fun, though. And I learned a lot and I messed up a lot. But, you know, that's how you learn. And that is how you learn. Yeah. And then. So after multipoint. Mm hmm. Where'd you go? What'd you do? So that's a funny story. I'm just kidding. It's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously COVID hit like during that time. And like 
we, Brandon and I, my boyfriend, were, like, planning this move to Tucson, Arizona for his residency, and I was just, you know, really, like, sad at the fact that I had to leave my multi-point job because I loved it there so much, and me and my boss got along great, and it was just, like, a really good team. So, we had to move, and I moved to Tucson, where I was unemployed for a while. Okay, I want to pause there. I want to pause, because... And I, I only say that because my – so I was talking to my sister about this and I was like, I don't know if this sounds like privileged or that I don't have like a diverse in occupational friend group. But like <laughs> I don't know that many people that were unemployed during the pandemic, which is crazy because so many people were wrong. unemployed during the pandemic. Yeah. And like – I two so two of my roommates back when the pandemic first started were in sales in sports and Mm -hmm. they immediately like got a lot of their hours cut like I think one of them ended up getting let go at the end of his his year the other one I don't know if he got let go or quit but it like they were having a really good time and (laughs) They were, one of one of them, and I quote, was like, man, if you can just, like, take a year off and, like, get unemployment, like, you should do it. And I'm like. I know. I um, I can't say the same. Like, I can't yeah. say that I don't. Like, I do know quite a few people that did do that. Like, not that I did that because I wanted to. But I, because I was in the position to, I was technically laid off, but I had to move. So I moved to Tucson, was on unemployment, and stayed on it for a while because one it was difficult to find a job in a completely new market tucson does not have a lot of media opportunity whatsoever compared Mm -hmm. to sacramento and then two because honestly i was making more money on unemployment than i was on my other job yeah which says a lot and i think a lot of people relate to that like i think several people that i know a few that I knew through my yoga teacher training, which is another thing I, I should add yeah. to really quick. We No, we definitely will hit on that. But continue okay. unemployment thoughts. Yeah. So a few people that I know literally quit their jobs because they would knew that they were – or not quit, but like I, you technically have to be laid off. So you have to find a way to be laid off because of COVID. And then you literally make like – I think I was making like almost $2,000 every two weeks. That yeah. is more than I make. Exactly. It was insane. And I was making, like, I felt like I was making so much money because it was, like, something that I was not even used to. So I was like, what? wait, what? not that I didn't want to work because truly being at home doing nothing is, like, so boring. So I was looking for a job the whole time. But it was just, like, I totally understand why a lot of people weren't in a rush. <laughs> but, like, you are somebody who works really hard and has all of that drive to work and you didn't go totally complacent like didn't you like find a couple nanny jobs like yeah exactly like that so I felt like even though I was on unemployment like I could not like I did like I did that for a few months and I was just like oh my god I cannot sit at home so I got a nanny job for two little girls which was super cute but I'm so over nannying at this point but it was a really it was a good job for the time being and then I also was teaching yoga a little bit, like, privately, just to, like, friends and family. But, yeah, during COVID, I totally took a whole <laughs> yoga teacher training, what's it called? Yoga teacher training course. And yeah. loved it. 
But you started that before when you were still at Zuda? Or were you? Yeah. The timeline gets fuzzy because of the pandemic. Like, it I started don't know. literally like right as the pandemic was starting. Okay. So, like February, March 2020. So, we all started our yoga teacher training. I think we were supposed to start in March. So, the pandemic, like, I don't know. I don't, I can't speak for all yoga people, but I definitely think that there's like a certain group of yoga people that don't really think COVID's that big of a deal, which I'm not one of those. I was like, vaccinated and like cared from the start because my sister is a nurse and my boyfriend is in med or is in his residency. So I don't know. I just have a different view on it. So they never stopped having teacher training. So we would go, like I would do my teacher training during COVID. And then as COVID like progressed a little bit more, everybody was like getting a little weary. And then like they turned it into a completely like online teacher training. Which was a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. <laughs> but I don't, I mean, truly, you don't, I don't think, I don't believe you get the full experience through the computer as you would in person. But I mean. I mean, think about all the college students that graduated these last couple of years. Like. Exactly. I wonder like how their education the is. Like, exactly. It's like. <laughs> I totally to be rude. Sorry. Sorry, college listeners. But. I mean, you know. my cousin just graduated from Berkeley like this past year but at the same time she did her whole last year last year year and a half online and I'm like which does like serve its own like hardships obviously of like oh for sure you know you can't be in the classroom so it's really difficult to like learn as well but it's all and like the experiences like I'm not making fun of you but like your education it's, like but it's totally different you know like it's it's a really different experience from being in it's the classroom. so so different because i took a few online cl- classes in college and it's like you you can totally get back i took an online <laughs> art class <laughs> it's like i took all the easy and, online classes you know just what? to get credit i got a b exactly <laughs> it's like oh you got a b yeah in online like art. In online how do you art. Gonna be, how do you do, I mean, I guess there's like graphic design, but how were you doing art online? I was doing, like, you you make all your pictures and stuff, and then you take a picture of them, and you put it online. Oh, got it. So yeah. so they couldn't even, oh, that's like not fair. You could you could have argued that I, and been like, it looks so much better in person. That I should have. I didn't. <laughs> but when you still lived here, and when you still were, you know, before the pandemic, you got really yeah. into yoga. When, how, why? So, you know, I've always been into yoga. Like, I literally went when I was like, okay, this is, I don't know. I feel weird talking about this in a in a some sort of way because Zuda literally was like my place. Mm-hmm. But now Zuda is no longer and it's had so much drama. So, like, it's mm-hmm. an awkward thing to talk about. But at the same time, I started going to Zuda when I was, like, 15 years old. I literally went with some of my friends in high school because we were like, oh, hot yoga. Like, that sounds so fun. So we did it a few times. And, you know, we'd go, like, a few times over the next few years. But then I really started wanting to go after I realized I had really bad anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I started like volunteering there a little bit because a yoga membership is freaking expensive. Like, I don't know if you know anything about it, but it's expensive. It's like over a hundred dollars a month. So yeah, I really honestly just got into yoga because I wanted to find a good way to like release emotion 
because I was not doing that. And I like went to therapy for a little bit. So a little bit of a backstory. Like I felt like um, in 2016, I like went through this like whole traumatic thing where my best friend's brother passed away in like a very traumatic way. So we were all struggling for a long time and it really hit me like the next year. And then I really just started like diving into yoga and diving into meditation and really wanting to like focus on myself because I was so scared that something could happen to like my boyfriend or my sister or my mom or like anybody close to me. So like I wasn't living like a healthy life. I was living in fear and living in like, yeah, like just having so much anxiety. We worked together during that time mm-hmm. and it was, it was just so like, different because I don't think I've ever like and especially at that time like mm-hmm. didn't really know anybody with like severe anxiety and mm-hmm. I remember like us being at events sometimes and we'd like oh yeah let's stay after and you know do the oh things my God. and then you'd literally. be like I need to go home I need literally to home. I vividly vividly remember like my anxiety was at its peak when I worked at iHeart and Marley was Marley and I had so much fun I remember we wanted to stay after at this um, country concert at Goldfields. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you remember that? I I remember, like, vague things. Like, I remember, like, it would it was a concert, and we, we left. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. So, so, basically, like, if we were to stay, it had to be a mutual decision because, like, we drove in the same car. We, we had to pack up, whatever. So, we, we were staying at this concert, and I literally was just, like, overcome by, like, insane anxiety. And Marley was, like, looking at me, and she was, like, are you okay? And I was, like, please don't hate me, but I literally can't be here. Like, I don't know what's going on. I feel like we need to go. <laughs> and she was, like, so sweet. And she was, like, oh, my God, of course. So, we left, and I felt horrible because I knew Marley wanted to be there. Obviously, I wanted to be there, but it yeah. was just not a good time and then yeah there was other instances too where we would be like working at like an event outside and it would be so Mm -hmm. hot like I literally felt like I was gonna pass out the whole time and not because of the heat but because of my anxiety and like I don't know it was a rough time for me so it used to happen every every couple of events and exactly there mind like I I was like oh shit like I'm not I don't know what this is but like you are I didn't even know like at that time exactly at that time I didn't even know what it was but I truly truly was like in it like I had such bad anxiety like looking back on back on it now that like I dealt with it for so long like that is like so sad to me because like I'm not afraid to say that like I'm on medication now and it like has helped me transform my life tremendously and like the person I was back then like yes I had fun and yes I did all these things but I also was living like such an anxious life like such like I literally was scared of everything like getting in a car I would like imagine the worst things possible like anything because I somebody close to me passed away like in a horrible way that like I just felt like if it could happen to him it could happen to anyone so it just like triggered this thing in my mind where it was like almost like not it was obviously like not logical but like I didn't know that so yeah and who would like I don't know it's anxiety is a whole beast in itself so I don't know so yeah but Marley was a great friend during that time and I totally appreciate you well and then 
this is a little late in the episode, so sorry about that. But September is also Suicide Awareness Month. Not oh. that you were suicidal, but I'm just saying, like, anxiety, yeah. mental health, it's it's super important. I've lost somebody really close to suicide, and it's oh. it's so hard. It's so yeah. hard to deal with. It is. And, like, just reach out to those people, and you think they're so good, and that's what's really hard about it is you're like, yeah. oh, they would never do that. And yeah, then... I- I really think it's, like, so true that it's, like, the happiest people have, like, the hardest, like, or, like, the most difficult demons. It's, like, people may portray themselves in, like, such a good happy-go-lucky way, but, like, do you really know what's going on? Like, are you really checking up on them? Do you know, like, how they're actually feeling? And, like, a lot of times, who knows? They might not share it with you, but, like, that one person reaching out can really change somebody's life. And I know that, like, my friends being there through my insane like anxiety times like literally made a world of a difference because I don't know what I would have done and it's it's hard to know I think like after I lost my cousin like I feel like I became like a better friend to people Mm. because and like I feel like not not to like toot my own horn but like I've always been a really good friend (laughs) you have but I've also always been like really selfish or not selfish but like I want to do things I want to do and I, you know, didn't really care. But I just feel like after losing somebody like so close who was so mm-hmm. like it seemed like he he was so happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you heard the car horn. Um <laughs> that like I feel like I became a better friend. Like I was really checking in on the people around me yeah. and it's something you 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 should do a lot. So if if you think you've checked up on them enough, like, you haven't. Like, go go check on them yeah, more like until, they, go, until they tell you to stop. Exactly. Go give them a hug. Go tell them you love them. Go, like, say hi if you haven't in a while. Like, nobody is going to be like, oh, my God, you're weird for checking in on me. Yeah, no. Like, I feel like everybody's going to appreciate the thought. Yeah. With that being said, reach out to your friends. If yeah. you are in need of something, I'm not a professional, so, like, please don't reach out to me. Like, that scares <laughs> me so much. <laughs> Like, I, I always, like, that's something I do have really bad anxiety about. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, because that's happened before. Like, after I lost my cousin, someone was like, I'm, like, in a really bad place. And I was like, You're like, please, I, yeah. like I love you. Like, please talk to a professional because I yeah. I don't have what it takes to help you. Yeah. And- I think that's totally fair, too. I, I think that, like, obviously, if any of my friends or anybody I knew were, like, in a space like that, like, obviously, a thousand percent reach out to me if you feel like you need to. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, it's, like, yeah, sometimes it's a little – there's a lot of pressure on, like, knowing what to say and, like, if it's going to be right or if it's going to even help. But I don't know. I do just think, like, sending love and being, like, that person somebody can rely on is, like, means everything. Yeah. I have a couple questions about Brandon, but I think I'm going (laughs) to save them because, like, TBH, I don't know Brandon that well anyway. And (laughs) I know. It's so sad. I'll find out more about him the next time we talk That's and catch up. Totally like, fine. Every time I talk to Macy and I bring up, I'm like, "Oh, how's Brandon?" It's like, "Oh, he's good. He's working." Or he's yeah, in he's always thing. working. And I'm like, he's, "Okay, cool." She's like, "Cool." Yeah, I know. He's he's totally in his own world, doing his own thing all the time. So it's it's hard. But eventually, one day, um, yeah, we'll come I'll hang come out. on the podcast again. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And I think this is a good point for us to say, catch on the flip side. 
and listen next week. I hope you guys liked all of the past episodes. Um, hope you like this one with Macy. Follow her online if you want to, if she wants you to. Yeah. Well, sorry, got a little deep for a second, but <laughs> I'm not sorry. That's what this that's what this place is for. Oh, good, 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 good. No, yeah. it was so fun talking to you, and I really like enjoy the whole back and forth. Good. <laughs> good good like That's, I was gonna, it's a conversation yeah I was gonna say I feel like it just feels so natural to talk to Marley over FaceTime because I feel like anytime we talk it's like over FaceTime it's like what are you doing what like yeah what's going on so I think it's fun and for those of you that want to know more about um Macy's new job at a health thing um <laughs> You know, she, she's an assistant to a couple, you know, executives. I promise like, you it's, it's nothing, like, super interesting. My last two jobs were, like, a little bit more exciting. And and it's a brand new job, so she doesn't have much to tell about it yet. Exactly. Okay. I've only been there for a week, so we're good. Yeah. All right. Well, I love you guys. Thank you. And bye. Bye.